This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And thank you for being with us on the Vedic Wisdom. I want to talk to you about attachment. Of course, I want to define it for you, and then I want you to understand the different implications that attachment has upon us. According to the Vedic literature, attachment means accepting things for one's own sense enjoyment, and detachment is the absence of such sensual attachment. Attachment and detachment, they are the opposite ends of the same perspective, the same actions. And we have the situation where we are being induced into attachment by our social implications. Everyone is saying, oh, you have to do that. Oh, but didn't you keep track of that? Oh, didn't you go? Don't you have one of those? Don't you have a smartphone? What? They're trying to make you become attached to something for the reasons that they're attached because they don't want to feel alone and they don't want to think that they could possibly be doing something wrong. So if you're attached to it and they're attached to it, it must be right. It, you kind of condone it by having the same problem. This is like an addict getting other people addicted. But there's no benefit to being attached incorrectly. Yes, attachment is there. Your family, your friends, your possessions, a variety of things you become attached to. And as long as they are encouraging you, supporting you, assisting you to develop yourself and your spiritual life, that attachment is all right. But if it's attachment to heinous, ridiculous acts, if it's attachment to stupid, trivial things, your Happy Meal toys... If it's attachment to temporary conceptions of reality, if it's attachment to things you can't influence, this must be given up. The Vedic literature says don't waste your time, give up false attachments to temporary things. Now there are many yogis who renounce the whole friggin' world and sit in a cave, sit in a mountaintop and meditate on God. Chanting, meditating, yogic practices, removing themselves from the relationships and the nonsense that Western or human society is trying to addict you to. And it's literally an addiction. There are people that are so addicted to their house, their house and their section. All their money goes there. All their time goes there. All the, everything they've got, they're focusing on improving it, fixing it. Oh, oh, that needs painting. Oh, oh, that's got a scratch. Oh, this has got to be done. Oh, the color's not right. All of these things that are focusing on something you cannot hold on to. It is a temporary situation. You will not live in that house as long as that house lives. You will be there for a period of time and you will be kicked out. Death will come and you will have to go. So we have so many things we're attached to that are extremely short-lived experiences or items. And yet the human nature is got everybody attached 
The human uh, expression, social expression, has everybody attached. Oh, you have to be attached to this. Oh, you have to be PC. Oh, you have to be polite. Oh, so many things you must be. But in reality, you must be God conscious. You must be self-realized. You must develop love of God. You must be responsible for your own acts. You must know where you go at death. You must know why you took birth here and what is your duty to perform while you're here. Do you? Have you? Are you using your human intelligence correctly? Can you answer those questions for yourself? If you can, this is the proper use of human life. If you can't, you're uselessly, senselessly attached to temporary things that won't give you any permanent benefit. And the Vedic literature starts right that platform, right there. Reject the temporary platform and focus on the eternal platform. And most people don't even understand they have an eternal platform. It's not something you have to develop. It's already there. You simply have to awaken to it and acknowledge it and start being responsible. But your temporary platform is there. Simultaneously, your eternal platform is there, both going on parallel, like two rails of a railroad track. The temporary one runs along one side and the permanent one runs along the other side. And eventually, the temporary one stops momentarily and a new one starts up and runs parallel again birth and death that's called death of one body take birth into another body and the whole time the eternal path and responsibility is going on and in one life you're very responsible and in one life you're nonsense responsible the vedic literature says don't worry about the temporary side Stay focused on and aware of your eternal path. Make progress on that side of things, not on the temporary side. And the society we live in right now is the opposite. Everything stupid, trivial, temporary, ridiculous, artificial, concocted, illusory matters first. Don't worry about God. That's not important. Don't become self-realized. Backwards society. That's what's happening. Well, then, if it's a backwards society, I think we've solved why everybody's in anxiety. We're worrying about what doesn't matter, and we're not working on what does matter. So our attachment is what's holding us in this artificial position. We need to be like the yogi, not going to the hills, but being detached from all the temporary things that don't really make any difference and being focused on our eternal duty and occupational responsibility. What is our responsibility to God? What is our responsibility to the great saints and sages who have protected the Vedic knowledge for eons so that I get a clear, pure, true understanding of what my duty is? Do you have a clear understanding of what is your duty? Can you answer yourself? What is my duty in this life? No, no, it isn't uh, to have kids and take care of them and see they get an education. No, it isn't to become a rich man. No, no. It isn't to have 15 minutes of fame. Uh-uh. It isn't to fulfill my bucket list. Uh-uh. You have an eternal duty 
that's going on eternally. Have you awakened to it for this duration of life, this human form you have right now? Have you awakened to that eternal responsibility? Are you acting as an eternally conscious being? Or are you acting as a socially responsible being? The socially responsible thing automatically gets corrected if you act on the eternal platform with knowledge of your responsibility, your duty as a living being, an eternal living being. So instead of putting the cart before the horse, put things back in proper perspective. You don't get attached to the temporary. You get attached to the eternal because you are eternal and your duty is eternal and your path is eternal and the happiness should be derived eternally as well. And if you go into the temporary conception and you value and have attachment to those temporary things and perspectives and people and times and places, etc., you end up in frustration. This world is seething with frustration. Everybody you know, you can talk to them, Oh, everything's fine. I'm happy as can be. I'm dying of cancer, but I'm fine. Not paying attention to the reality any longer. Everybody's got some anxiety. Three-year-olds have anxiety. Every age, every degree of development of the human experience, the people are still struggling with anxiety. That struggle can be put down if the attachment and detachment and responsibility and duty are corrected. If you don't correct that, it doesn't matter what you do. You can artificially solve every single individual problem that comes in front of you. Go ahead. And another new set will pop up as soon as you're done. And you will go round and round and round and round and round till you die. And you won't have solved the eternal perspective of anything. And the material condition will still be cycling. Got problems? Fixed them. Got new problems? Fixed those. Got more problems? Uh, I can fix those. Got more problems? I wish I didn't have more. You have a new set. You have mail. Oh my goodness, I'm tired of all the problems. How do I get rid of the problems? The problems won't go away. I can't stand the problems. Anxiety. This is not what your life is meant to be. You have to break your attachments that are causing you these anxieties. If you engage your senses and your active organs in trying to satisfy your senses and trying to satisfy yourself in trying to make adjustments in the material world, you will end up frustrated. And if you engage your active organs in the devotional work for the Lord without expectation of return, without attachment to the results, this is called liberation. Freedom from the cycle of birth and death. What is the Lord's plan? How do I fit into it? What is my duty there? Let me execute that duty to the best of my ability, selflessly, without expectation of return, a, de a devotional contribution to the plan of the Divine Lord. And everything about God is good. Everything about the Lord is compassion. Everything about the Lord is 
for your benefit. If you understand that, you will willingly execute devotional service without expectation of return, and you will reap a reward or return way beyond anything you could have imagined. Because the Lord is all good. He, ha he wishes everyone the best. There is no better friend. But because you can't see him, because you don't have developed eyes, love is the compassion, is the ingredient that you need to put over your eyes so you can see God. When you have love and you have compassion and you have selfless service, the Lord is never out of your vision. This is how the great saints and sages, this is how the devoted ones of the planet can carry on in spite of unbelievable obstacles and stay focused and faithful in their service to God. Because the result, the return, the internal heartfelt grace is so many thousands of times better than anything material can be. It just doesn't add up. It just doesn't stack up worth working on, worth worrying about. But if you haven't tasted that devotional concept, if you haven't gotten out of your selfish use of your senses, your mind, your body, and formed attachments of things that don't matter, you haven't had a chance to taste the higher taste of devotional service. Anyone who tastes devotional service immediately recognizes this is superior. This is something you don't taste every day. This is not the normal thing. This is a very special elixir of love. This is where I'm normal. This is my natural, healthy condition. So you're encouraged to be detached from matter. Just generally speaking, matter. This material world is made of matter, and all the things here are matter, and your body is made of matter, and everybody you know's bodies are made of matter. And don't be attached to matter, be attached to devotional service to Krishna. Krishna's will is that you return to your normal condition of engaged in service. Get out of the selfishness, Get into devotional service. Renounce the matter link and connection and accept the eternal service link and connection. Detachment opens the door to service and attachment closes the door to service. So in essence, what you want to do is move your attachment off of material things and put it into the service of the Lord in His plan. So attachment isn't killed. Attachment isn't stopped. Attachment isn't denied. It's a natural tendency. It's refocused. This is why the spiritual master says that so much, 80%, of your spiritual advancement is determined by your association. If you're associating with people that are totally attached to their material conception and bodily concept of life, you will become. And if you're a, a, an association of those that are attached to spiritual service for the satisfaction of the Lord, 
and engage in activities prescribed in the Vedic literature under the instructions of the spiritual master, you will be engaged in spiritual activities under the instruction of the spiritual master, and you will taste the nectar of devotional service. So we have a planet that is full of people that don't know devotional service. The opportunity is presented to them. The Lord is always, constantly, offering the opportunity to see things from a devotional point of view. To lift yourself out of the material attachment to dull matter. It's whether you use your free will to accept it or not. If you do, you taste something superior to anything you've tasted before. And if you don't, you get to experience Anxiety. Anxiety caused by attachment to temporary things. An eternal living entity wasting his eternal duty on temporary things. And the result is anxiety. If you can remove your attachment from material and put it to spiritual, it causes purification. So the inclination, the interest, the desire to enjoy material things dies just withers like a branch uh, cut off by the tree it withers and the purification offers you freedom freedom from attachment and freedom from anxiety and offers you the door to devotional service so if you associate with those people who are free from attachment and you recognize that there is a result for this attachment that forces you into the anxiety. And that the anxiety pulls you to a platform of reincarnating again, transmigrating again into another body where you try to figure it out. Everybody's trying to figure it out. It's a little bit of Groundhog Day. You try to figure out what is the key to getting out of this material struggle of anxiety. And if you don't figure it out, you come back and try again until you figure it out. And when you figure it out, you're free. Until you figure it out, you're enjoying the temporary objects of the senses, the matter, the attachments, etc. But this attachment, as we just covered, carries with it a side dish of anxiety. And you look around you and you can see everybody's eating the side dish of anxiety and not liking it and wishing they didn't have to. But they don't know how to stop it. The answer is the Vedic literature. If you have gotten close to answering the question of how to stop the attachments and misunderstandings of life and come back to a level of reality, the Vedic literature will enter your life somehow. The opportunity to read the Vedic literature will be presented to you, maybe again and again, until you finally take it. The Lord is there. He's providing you the opportunity. He's providing you the encouragement. He is delivering you the Vedic knowledge. It's a matter of you using your free will and tasting it. Read it. Try it. Follow the instructions. Look at things from the transcendental perspective that's given in the Vedic literature. It's not just a bunch of facts stacked up. It's a point of view. It's a perspective. 
It's a change in values, a change in priorities. It's a change in voluntary acts. It's nothing artificial that you don't already have within you. You've been misusing your tools, shall we say. And the Vedic literature redirects you how to use all of the facilities and opportunities and intelligence, etc., before you in such a way that you become free from the anxiety of this material life. You recover the normal perspective because right now you're living in an artificial perspective and you know it. You know that the information you're being given is slanted or tainted or lies or misinformation, disinformation, so many things, you know it. You know you're busy separating out the truth from the lies. So you know you're being illusioned, you're being miseducated, mistrained, and you're being taught false attachments to temporary things that won't solve the anxiety issue. So you can get control of your life. You always have control of your life. It's how are you directing it? You can get directions. You can get guidance from the spiritual master, from the Vedic literature. If you're ready, read it. If you want to stop the anxieties you're experiencing, read the Vedic literature. If you want freedom from the misconceptions, the disinformation you know is plaguing your advancement in heart, your advancement of consciousness, then pick up the Vedic literature, Bhagavad Gita as it is, by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Learn what the Krishna Consciousness Movement is, not the word, not the mental or social image stigma that's placed around it, the stigma is placed around the Krishna Consciousness Movement by people who haven't read the Bhagavad Gita. Because anyone who reads it goes, now that was helpful. This is what our spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, says. If he reads just one page, his life will be turned. And if he reads the whole book, he will see in proper perspective. He will know what is his best interest and he will be able to act to his own betterment. So this is the opportunity presented in the Vedic literature. Your opportunity, you're hearing our program, you're thinking about the subjects that we're bringing up, you're following the perspectives and how it's so much different than what the day-to-day -day life shows you, how it's so much different than everybody else's point of view. Aren't you tired of sharing everybody else's point of view? Don't you want to be you? Don't you want to understand what is your best self-interest? How to become uh, the top of your game. Reach your maximum potential. And it doesn't mean you have to be young and healthy and virile and strong and jump, uh, and climb trees and be a real active. No, it means your consciousness has to still be sharp. So take the opportunity of the Vedic literature Turn your consciousness toward reading and understanding the Lord's plan in Bhagavad Gita as it is. Lord Sri Krishna speaking to you for your benefit. Take the opportunity. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.